Hello everyone, welcome to the first episode of Sitting with Sam. Before we jump into the episode with Maddie Graham, uh, I'm just going to do some housekeeping. I want to thank David Taylor for providing the music for the intro to my to my podcast here. You can find him on Instagram at yourfriend underscore Dave. Um, he makes great music. He's a designer. Check him out if you feel so inclined. Maddie Graham. Also, I, I had her plug her social media at the end of our episode, but it was so long, the whole recording, that I, that I had to cut it down. Um, therefore, you're not going to hear her plug, so I'm just going to do it for her. You can find her on Instagram at madgrahamdesign um, or her personal account, which is peacehippie1199. Again, the episode is so long, I had to cut it down. I might post the second half another time. Um, in this episode, we go into, here's a couple topics that we talk about, uh, including sparkling water, is it evil? Is Maddie communist? Is America already socialist? Is it PC to talk about exercise? Chipotle versus Qdoba, art versus design. I need to catch up on Pixar films, apparently, because Maddie kind of roasted me on that. Um, are Maddie and I's film snobs? Are babies ugly? That's a, that's a, that's going to be a controversial one. And we end with, should you support free speech for someone who you disagree with? Um, we had a good talk. We had a good mix of kind of lighthearted and um, little political conversations. Um, I had one word slip up that I that I noticed when listening back. We kind of touched on communism at one point, and I was trying to talk about utopian ideas, and instead I said dystopian. So if you catch that, um, that's what that was. And without me kind of rambling on, I I, I give you Maddie Graham. Thank you. Intro. Okay. I shouldn't make the intro. <laughs> <laughs> you should, because you're the host. Right. Welcome. <laughs> it's a podcast. It was like Hello. so deep. Okay. Wait, let me open this water. <laughs> I feel like this ASMR. has to be edited into the official. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Ooh, God. I got a cold okay, one. Okay, yeah. Well, Maddie, thank you for being here with me. Wait, let me take your picture, actually. For, for, right for now? the Instagram. You have to make sure it's a good picture. Oh, it's going to be good. <laughs> I don't know about that. Okay. Well, it's three. Okay. Well, Maddie, this is Sitting with Sam. And I am Sam. And you're sitting with me here. I am. Yeah. We are indeed sitting on the ground. We are. Okay, so. <laughs> you're like in a namaste pose. I really am. Do you ever like sit like this? And do you ever try to meditate or something? I have meditated before. Yeah. I'm not great at sit? it. Because I get like distracted. This? I've sat meditating like in your traditional crisscross applesauce, but I've also sat, that sounds so, so dumb, but I've also laid down while meditating. I've heard like you fall asleep. You're like, yeah. yeah. Have you fallen asleep? I have. Yeah. There's this um, <laughs> calm cool. episode that I pirated off of YouTube of Harry Styles voice, like putting <laughs> asleep, like this meditation. Yeah. So good. Wait, he's like talking you into Yeah, it. he's narrating it. It's his actual voice? Or yeah, it's like his a... actual voice. This Calm app gets like celebrities that have really oh, nice voices okay. to come on. And he has like an accent, which yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like is just like more attractive. You don't think you have an accent? That's so funny. I have an accent, but it's not cute. It's it's Midwest. It's it's, it's not like even a Midwestern. Mix. It's a mix yeah. of weird stuff. Where were you born again? 
Ohio, Ohio. unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> have you been Ohio, to Ohio? It's getting so much hate. Have you seen all the memes? Have you been there? I have been. Yeah. It's so ugly. I feel like it's it's like Michigan, just that's kind of just true. like a little but, more lame, maybe. Yeah, I think Michigan is pretty cool. I think it's because we have lakes, and that's yes. why we're cooler. I agree. I think that's like the thing that distinguishes us. Because in Ohio, there's just corn. It's just corn, corn. right? Cornfields. Yeah. One of our best friends was from Ohio. We would always tease her about cornfields. And she's like, there's not that many cornfields, guys. And then she took a Greyhound bus back to Ohio and she messages us. And she's like, I kid you guys, my bus just broke down and we are in the middle of a cornfield. And I was yeah, like, of course. that is so ironic. You took a bus to Ohio. What did you expect? Yeah, exactly. By the, way, the water's not that great. Sam's trying on um, Bubbly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Bubbly can't sponsor you now because no. it's on oh, air. Shoot. Not that great. Okay, what? Okay, we talked about this. Right? Sparkling water. You're not a sparkling water person. No. no, me neither. I feel like. Let's trash on sparkling water people. First of all, like. How, <laughs> it's like bougie and kind of gross. And like, who? How was it invented? Like, who? Why would you think, you know, you have water, which is like this perfectly. It's literally like nature, you know? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's nature incarnate. And then you just. You're Add just like, sparkle. I need sparkle. Carbonation. Like, people yeah. just like. The feeling of carbonation, maybe. Why? I know, I know. exactly. I feel like it tastes <laughs> yeah. gross. It's like that you sit like fruit next to it, mm-hmm. and it's just absorbing slight fruit flavor. The thing is, I I really used to like sparkling water when I used to grow up back home in, in the homeland. Yeah, back in Germany, we used to buy sparkling water in, in these bottles, and I used to love it. It's, it's called Gerolsteina. Like that's like the company. Gelo Gelo Yeah, I oh think. Oh my god, I'm saying it's so poorly. Yeah, you are. No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> no. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> you're welcome. No, but I used to love it. Okay, that's the only thing I would drink. I would never drink tap water or anything. And um, I don't know what happened. Now I hate it. <laughs> Maybe you came to America it. and it's like nah. But I feel like, I feel like sparkling water is like. The stereotype of people who drink it is like Whole Foods fancy. mom. Yeah, fancy. like you're like fancy, yeah. and you don't drink tap water because mm-hmm. like. Ew, gross. Poor tap people. water. Yeah, yeah, like literally, it's yeah. kind of it is kind of a weirdly like classist kind of thing. I mean, yeah. nothing against people who drink sparkling water, but no, I no, you can have something against them. Normal. I can have something against <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the sparkling water drinkers. Yeah, I don't. It's like I a judgment like day. It is sitting with Samuel and judging people who drink sparkling like, water. Yeah, every episode we should have a group of people who we just judge. Like <laughs> you know? specific, yeah. like click. That could be like a a segment here. Okay, Who so are we the, judging today? The sparkling water today. people. Okay, so why are you communist, Maddie? I am not communist, Samuel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm progressive. I know, I know. I'm probably... Tell me about that. I feel like if you put labels on it, it'd be like progressive socialist. Mm-hmm. What does but that mean for you? For me, that means like, if you look at like your home country or like mm-hmm. Europe... And in general, America already, we already have certain forms of socialism. Absolutely. Universal education. Yes. Hopefully, we're going towards a more universal health care. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it means to me. Like, I don't want to eliminate democracy for some Soviet Union level communism. And that, too, is frustrating talking to people where they're like, communists are evil. And it's like, actually, real communism has never existed and it probably won't exist because humans are greedy. And like what really happened in Russia and in a lot of spaces is more of an authoritarian view and not actual communism, like Marx theory. Yeah, well, it's like, it's kind of one of those things. It's like a lot of dystopian, um, I don't know, 
theories about yeah. how to live uh, properly, like communism and stuff, are hard or impossible to kind of implement. Like you said, like so communism. A lot of people who are in favor of that are like, well, it's never been implemented, but it's like, there's a reason. It's a re there's a reason it's not been successful. And like my my grandma, I had generations that lived in the Soviet Union, right. and they had like a terrible life. They yeah. were yeah, they came back to Germany because of communism and all that stuff because they were persecuted for being Germans and like because of their beliefs and all that stuff. But I agree like there's parts of socialism that already exist in America. I feel like that people don't really like recognize as socialist like concepts. And especially right. I think during the COVID thing now with like the free vaccines and stuff yeah. and how America is actually doing that way better than a lot of European countries. Which is interesting. Yeah, it's super interesting. It's surprising honestly yes. like because we were doing so bad with mm -hmm. the virus in general, I didn't expect the vaccine rollout to go so efficiently. But it's also a testament to privilege and like how a lot of countries that don't have as much access to medical care are not going to get the vaccine as fast as we do. Mm. But like people here, like haven't been wearing masks or are now refusing to get the vaccine. And they, I read today in an article, like I get the daily skim and it gives you like a general mm -hmm. summary of what's going on in the world. And it was talking about how America might not actually get 70% herd immunity because people are refusing to get the vaccine. And yeah. it's like, it feels like such an American thing because like <laughs> in other countries, it doesn't seem like they're having so much pushback against the vaccine. I think, I don't know. I, I, I a lot of friends in Germany, well, first of all, they don't have vaccines to give out in the first place. Really? Well, they do, like, but a lot of, they're, I don't have anyone in my kind of age group, in my friend circle, I think, that has gotten the vaccine. I think my grandma probably got hers, her shots, right. but, like, that's the interesting thing. Like, those European countries, Germany, um, and so forth, you would think that because they have such a good healthcare system, they would just, you know, be on a roll with yeah. the vaccines, but they're not, which... Do um, you know why? I have no idea. I, I'm assuming it might be a money thing, but then again, yeah. they're rich countries as well. Right. I think maybe America just was the Took par all purchased them. all of them. <laughs> like, first of all. But I've known like Canada too is doing like they're under lockdown and everything, and yeah. they're just not rolling out the vaccines. But I'm not. Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea what I'm talking about. What's what I'm trying to say? Honestly, though, I don't know enough about <laughs> yeah, it either. No, and either. I still let it like I was like put it in my arm. I really I don't know. I just trust yeah. the science. Yeah. And I also just want to live a normal life and protect people around me. And that's why I got it. I mean, yeah, I have I have friends who are who are um, kind of iffy or we're not me sure too. if they want to get it. Yeah. And I honestly understand that perspective, too, because like the reality of it is, if I'm being honest, I have no idea like, you know, what 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 I got put into my arm. But like the numbers are speaking for yeah. it and everything like there's more evidence, I think, that it is working. Than that it's so, not. like, yeah. So and it's, like, like, too, weighing the risks of, like, corona will probably have a bigger negative impact on your body than the vaccine itself. And I think there's misconceptions, too, that people think it's, like, older vaccines where you're putting the virus literally into your body, but yeah. they figured out ways how to build vaccines without yeah. that. And it's, like, people talk about, too, like, a lot of women in America, for example, take birth control, and there's, like, so many... Mm -hmm bad effects that could happen with birth control, but people still trust that medicine and take it. And like, even with the Johnson and Johnson and like, obviously those women's lives were valuable, but like, there's like, I think the number's larger now. So don't quote me on that. But at the beginning it was like six people died of blood yeah. clots out of 7 million. You it, like do the math. That's like point. It's like yeah. point eight zero 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 yes. whatever. Like yeah. people, more people die of gun violence every day. Oh, like yeah. I bet you more people die from like an animal attack. Yeah, probably. So it's like, <laughs> 
Yeah. Like people need to calm down. Like I don't know why they're freaking out about the science of a vaccine when like we've we're living in a pandemic that like is proven to kill thousands of Americans and people worldwide. Yeah. To I, the point where they're on ventilators and like it's just awful. I think I was listening to this other podcast, plugging another podcast. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> it's kinda meta. Break, yeah, man. It's super meta. No, but they were saying also how I don't know, just in general, like this whole discussion about health and um, like how many people are dying from this specific thing, it's kind of, it's a little dishonest because when you look at how many people are dying from specific sicknesses, I feel like we just have reactions to, like for instance, I'm just going to give you an example, like um, I feel like no one ever talks about how if you live a healthy lifestyle, for instance, you're much less likely to just be affected by, I don't know, like COVID or whatever you may right. have. But like, it's almost become, okay, you can correct me on this because you're like kind of, you know, like progressive and everything. But like, it's kind of on PC to talk about like promoting a healthy lifestyle in a way where it's like, if oh. you're um, like, you can be whatever body you want and you don't have to exercise and everything. Mm -hmm. But I feel like... Um, no, I, I've had this conversation before. It's yeah. true. You do need to exercise and we should never shame someone for being unhealthy, but we but, shouldn't, yeah. we can't ignore science mm. of like taking care of yourself. Exactly. America has obesity problems. Yes. We have heart problems <laughs> yeah. that stem from that. We have eating problems Absolutely. here. And, but that's another argument as I'm like, we eat McDonald's, but you're going to trust that and like not get a shot that's like proven by like researchers and scientists. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, like we, we take other things into our body that are, I feel like are more toxic than like something that's meant to protect you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, we're all hypocrites in that way. I love a good cheeseburger. I mean, <laughs> I mean sometimes a McDonald's cheeseburger, honestly, it's guard yeah, for you, but night. it slaps. Yeah. Yes. Especially a late night, yes. a little tipsy, I get some McDonald's fries. <laughs> honestly, they're kind of good. They are. They're like so greasy. They're like my favorite fries from fast food really? restaurant. And that what and about five guys? burger. I haven't had five guys in so long. Yeah. We should go. We should go. Have you had in and out burger? I yes. Yeah. Out west? Yeah, like twice. When were you out west? I, the, the first time I visited uh, the States in uh, I don't even know when that was, 2013 or something with my family. We were out west, we took like a um like an R V and stuff. And anyway, nice. that's that's when I got in and out and then later on. I'm totally gonna burp. Okay, this is sparkling water, man. That's another reason you don't drink sparkling water. Dude, I think this burp. podcast is becoming a shit show. Like we're all over the place. Vaccines okay. and an out burger. Hey, Amen. It's like the American way. Right we're letting now. us guide. We're being guided by the force. The force. Yeah. Anyway, in and out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, another time. I don't know. I was out west with my dad and my it's sister. But it's good. That's what it I'm trying is to so say. Good. Like People don't know yeah. it here because it's a Western thing. It is. When we lived in Arizona and Utah, we were used to it. And honestly, it's pretty affordable. Like it's just as much yeah. as McDonald's, but way better. It just tastes better. All right, rank your fast food places. Top. Uh, top Wait. Five. Okay, but like, what counts as fast food? Because I feel like there's okay, like. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Like you know, like is Chipotle fast food or yes. is that too nice? Okay. No, it's it's fast food. I worked at Chipotle. It has a special place in my heart. No, but like just food, no emotions. Oh. <laughs> is Olive Garden fast food? No. Oh man. It's like a sit down. It's like. I love Olive Garden. I feel like fast food. I feel food. like Italians would hate me for that. Yeah. It's like garbage. <laughs> it's pretty. I have. I have. Had, it's been years since I've been there. It's so good. Those are like once in my life. You gotta go for the breadsticks. Okay, fast food. Yes. I feel like Chipotle. Well, let's define fast food. 
It's like my favorite. I just love Chipotle. Chipotle. I trust it. I work there. Like the food is so good. It, most of it's ethically sourced. Not mm-hmm. all of it's organic, but they're working towards making everything organic. Yeah. It's made well. Like it's made fresh every day. Like are mostly like. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Are you getting paid? Like no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I like worked there all summer. Like yeah. I had a great job. Work like great job, great team. Okay, okay. What are your thoughts on Qdoba? If you work, oh for- my god. Oh, you don't no, like it. No, Qdoba is not as good as Chipotle. Wow. Some of my friends have really strong opinions. They yeah. like hate Qdoba. <laughs> Qdoba has free guacamole, but their guacamole isn't as good. But it's free. But like it's not as but good. But it's free. That's true. <laughs> but like it's worth it. It's worth the extra money at Chipotle. I was at the register and the mm-hmm. line. Online ordering is a bit of a mess at Chipotle. It's mm-hmm. a lot. We were like trying to roll out like 80 items in like five minute slots wow. at one point. But it's like my um, team would be like, it's not all like entrees, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, that was hard. But like working there was really great environment. Yeah. They pay okay for fast food, but like. Okay. What are, where does in and out rank? If oh. you like look at Chipotle. I feel like I have to choose Chipotle because I can eat that here. In-N-Out Burger is like so special because it's just not here. It's kind of like Shake Shack of the West. Shake Shack is really good. Yeah, Shake Shack is really good. It's up there. I feel like, okay, wait, how many am I picking? You're like, let's say five, a handful. Yeah. Okay, Chipotle, number one. (laughs) Number one. I never get sick of it. Is Noodles & Company a fast food restaurant? I I, I think, uh, sure. Okay, then Noodles & Company. I love Noodles Noodles & Company. Okay, in and out burger. I have a friend that works there. I could probably hook you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (gasps) You have to hook me up. We used to, when we used to go to church, my family, we go to um, Noodles and Company every Sunday. Yeah. Which is kind of a lot. Like, I feel like it's kind of pricey, but I'd get pesto cavatappi. I, dude, we went there after homecoming. I think we were going to go to like a fancy restaurant. We ended up at Noodles. That's perfect. But that's, yeah. Hey, it's like it's like a nice little, you know, it's noodles. It feels like homey. It does. The food's good. It's not super expensive, but it's Mm -hmm. not like super cheap either. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we have Chipotle. Noodles. Noodles. I said, oh, In and Out Burger. In and Out. Do Shake Shake on your list at all? Oh, come on. Why not? I don't know. It's just like it's good, but it's not like. I I disagree. Tim Hortons does that count as fast food? That's like that's just coffee, isn't it? Okay. Well, they have sandwiches. Do you like, okay, what are, do you like Tim Hortons better than Starbucks? Oh, for coffee? No. Okay, but for what? I feel like you would... For like cheap coffee, yeah. <laughs> and for breakfast sandwiches, yeah. Starbucks food sucks. I don't ever get, I don't ever get food at Starbucks. Yeah, it's not I just worth get like, it. Yeah, what do you get? My order? What's your thing? What's your drink? Go to. It used to be an uh, caramel macchiato ice grande. <laughs> now I mix it up. Like I got like... I like seasonal lattes, a salted caramel yeah. latte or salted caramel mocha, mm-hmm. peppermint mocha. I'm so basic. Pumpkin you spice. <laughs> what, you're not basic? What do you get at Starbucks? Wait, get? you don't like coffee. I don't like coffee. Samuel doesn't but like, like those, coffee. Those, those sugar... I feel like you're going to turn listeners off. They're going to be like, like this I man's am. crazy. He doesn't like coffee. They haven't even made it to this. They, all of them are just... I don't like five minutes and yeah. they're like, end. When, when we were talking about COVID, they were like, nah. I'm out. Yeah. I know. We probably shouldn't have talked about COVID on our first I episode. I cut it out. We'll cut it out. No, we won't. I like I don't like coffee, but like at Starbucks, like those sugary um they're not really coffees. Like they're like you know those lattes or whatever. Yeah, they yeah, they have so much milk and sugar. Yeah. yeah. So those I can I drink. Um or like um Yeah, I don't do black coffee. Yeah, no. No, Shiki does. Shiki does. 
Yeah, it's crazy. Cheeky. Plug, plug in cheeky. cheeky. She's amazing. Yeah. She's like, Maddie, why don't you just drink it black, my roommate? And I'm like, no, I have to have yeah. creamer. Sam Pickett got me turned on oat milk in my coffee. What's the other milk? There's like... Soy milk, oat milk, almond milk, coconut almond. milk. I have yet to try... I think it was oat. It's I've really tried good. almond and it's like, it's good, but it's not, I don't know, it's not where I want it to be, you know? But I heard oat milk is really it's good. It's really good. It has a really, I don't yes. know, it like feels earthy, like it's like rich. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know, it's, it's like it's like a rich flavor. You'll gotta, we gotta go to, um, this will be a plug too, because they deserve mm -hmm. it. Milwaukee, it's a local coffee house in Detroit. No free. No, no free. they're <laughs> so good. Yeah. And they have great oat milk lattes. Like me and some of my friends are just yeah. like beholden to Milwaukee. I It'd spend so much money yeah. there every week. What is it called? Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah, not like Wisconsin, like a little coffee mm -hmm. shop in Detroit. They got great stuff. They're little, they have like this window that swings out onto the street. It's a yeah. great place to sit, like socially distanced. Um, now, hopefully, everyone will be able to be outside together anyways. But, yeah. yeah. All right, circling back, circling back. What is something that you kind of believe politically, but that you would be open to have your mind changed on, on that specific topic? So something that you do believe, but something where, like, where you're like, ah, maybe I'm wrong about this. Do you know what I'm saying? Interesting. Because <laughs> a lot of my social beliefs are not movable, like when it comes to like gay marriage mm -hmm. or like um, women's rights. Oh, I mean, I learned recently, like working with the GPC a lot about small businesses mm -hmm. and that I don't know enough about small businesses. So like economic policy for me is pretty like movable and I feel like I don't have enough background knowledge to have super strong opinions yeah but then me and my sister talk about a lot like the way certain parties like i attack like for example welfare like a lot of it correlates back to social issues like when you're attacking welfare you're attacking the poor or like hmm. mm -hmm. like homelessness relates back to lgbtq plus youth because a lot of youth are homeless so like economic policies do have an integral role and role heck <laughs> can't speak <laughs> english and social issues you know, you can speak two languages. What? What? Okay. Could speak crappy German a little bit. Wait, like let's four hear years some. of it. Let's hear right some. now? Yeah, let's hear oh God, Samuel. Um This is gonna be good. This is gonna be really bad. Yeah. Were you an AP German? Uh no, my teacher Frau Hau, amazing, tried to get me to take the test. She handed me an example yeah. of the AP exam. And like You're I was like, reading nah. it and my German did get better over the years. It did because I was able to watch some like sitcoms in class and mm -hmm. start to like actually understand. What did you watch? We watched, Remember? oh gosh, I feel like it's definitely not something that was probably popular or actually played. Yeah. Oh man, it felt like Friends, but it, they were like in this apartment. It's such a story. I don't know anything about story. German cinema or like TV. Yeah, I, I gotta ask table. her. I bet it's on a list somewhere. She was cool, but yeah, looked at the AP German exam. Was reading it and making out words like the and are, and yeah. then like all the words in between was like, I don't know what these are. Yeah, I feel you. No, like, actually, I don't feel you, but um, <laughs> I can, you know, I can empathize. You can yeah. empathize. Actually, no, I feel you. I took I took French and uh, oui, oui. and Spanish. And, oh, you did. Yeah, and I was in French. I was I was I was literally the worst student in class, and um, you know my Why? teacher. Why? <laughs> I, I I think I was lazy. I was a lazy student. Um, it happens. Maybe I was just dumb too. <laughs> I, I don't was think good. You're dumb. I was. Thank you. I was good at the pronunciation of of stuff. You know, That's I was always. Good. I was good at that. But like, the, I didn't know what I was pronouncing. That was the problem. You know, like, <laughs> I was just. I remembered what yeah. I always pronounced wrong. What? Undervisha, but I would say oh, undervice. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. I'd always pronounce yeah. it wrong. Um, we'd always say der lila rook, which is like purple skirt. 
Oh, der lila Rock. Ja, wow, yeah. my pronunciation is garbage. Yeah. <lacht> ich war gerade durch ein bisschen. Yeah, look at really you. Really bad. Yeah. 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 I had fun in German. I loved it. I'm really sad that our school doesn't have language programs. I think it's so oh, important. Yes. I would yeah. have taken it if it, we did have it. Would you? Mm-hmm. That would be a lot, though. I just enjoyed it so much. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, on top of studios. studios yeah. Plus language, plus liberal arts. I feel like everyone knows us who's going to actually listen to this podcast, but we're art students, by the yeah. way. Design students. Design. Design. Not oh, artists. yeah. What's, okay, Marie, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. What's, <laughs> what's the difference between art and design, Maddie? Let's go deep, man. I think there's, I think this goes down to, too, like thinking about design and versus critical design. And like, I think art and design were very much similar at the beginning stages. When you look at like, I took historiographic design recently and we looked at, we started with like ancient print, like way back when, like probably like 1600s. I guess that's not like ancient, ancient, but like, you know, not new in printmaking processes and it was very much about adornment and decoration and William Morris was um, a designer, printmaker, artist, craftsman. So I feel like it really melded together and then we hit like the modernists and then it's like this complete separation of art and design, which is weird though because like Bauhaus or whatever was also crafts oriented. But like that's a whole nother conversation how like all the women were forced into the weaving department because they couldn't do anything else even <laughs> mm -hmm. though the Bauhaus was open to everyone. Yeah, okay, whatever. But the women were awesome and they brought in the most money. But what they were doing was weaving. Is weaving mm -hmm. design? It kind of is. It's gridded. It has color. But it's more art and craft. So I, I honestly think it's almost a snobbish thing of designers that we like to act like there's a complete separation of design and fine art. And there is in some ways, like a lot of times fine art is serving more of an artist while design is supposed to serve an audience mm. and we're supposed to separate yeah. our individuality from design. Yes. But I think there's contradictions in design theory and history. And like, I think we prop up individuals a lot in the design world. Like look at the names of studios like Sagmeister and Walsh. I love their work, obviously, but yeah, like uh, yeah. David Carson, like we do revere people. Love Carson. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? But like, it's kind of weird because we're like, no individuality, but yet we, that's kind that's of a lie. Because there is a designer, a celebrity shift that kind of happened in the 2000s. I think, I think also too, I think like really famous designers are more artists in a way yeah like they start to break the mold yeah yeah and that's what makes them famous yeah because they like ignore like i think david carson's a prime example like mm. they kind of ignore some of the rules established or like or like um or they change the rules yeah or like sagmeister his thing like with the naked i always think when i think oh God, him, that always makes me want to yeah. pass out because i am so adverse yeah. to pain and like right. he carved on his own right. skin right and like how i would never think about that as design i would always think about like oh that, that's totally art you know but isn't that like what do you think like i feel like art and design are everything mm. like i think i well first of all i think art is much much broader than design i think I design is like more, a more specified term i think i also think like one of the biggest things that makes art and design different to a certain ex extent is that design always i think has to serve a purpose and like you said it's always usually most of the time it's designed for a client or like for someone else Like somebody needs something, there's a problem it's and you solve it. Right, it's yeah, it's problem solving in a way, um, which I, I feel like everybody talks about their work like that. Like my roommate yeah. is an engineer, like he does problem solving, but right. like design is very much visual problem solving. Whereas I feel like art is just so broad. Um, I think design is part of art, um, 
but then like art is not always part of design if that makes yeah. sense also like when i think of art i i think of like there's fine art and like paintings there's also i think a film as art yeah a film is an art yeah. form yeah. yeah and then performance art like theater all that stuff dance Right, and I uh, almost so, feel like... It's like such a big umbrella term. Like, artists obviously to still deserve capital, but it's almost like the role of art is, like, to entertain, mm. in a way, sometimes. Like, when you think of film, um, to connect and share stories. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like, like design is a solution-based. I talked to this amazing professor last week at CCS. He's in the liberal arts department, Michael Stone Richards, and we were t- discussing we're design. We're dropping a lot of names here, man. I know, I'm dropping so many <laughs> names, but, like, in a good way. Like, I yeah, love yeah, all these yeah. people I'm of talking course. about, but... I'm like so mad I didn't have him until last week. Like he's going to probably help me with an independent study this semester. But we were talking about critical design and like he is of, I don't want to speak for him, but he was talking about this belief system of like design is always viewed as a solution to a problem Mm. rather than it being a part of the problem. And then that goes into deeper like sociopolitical theory where it's like design is a part of like the machine that is capitalism and design is a part of the problem. And like, even for example, in some of our classes, like sometimes we're like, we need to find a solution, but we're not even going to the community that we're serving and like Mm. asking about their needs. And it's like that whole like designer as ego and designer as individual, like we shouldn't be designing for people. We should be designing with people. And it's like a complete shift in like how design is taught. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's more like our problem than design's problem, right? I feel like I, think, I feel like yeah, proper, right? I feel like proper um, solution finding or like making solutions for problems is like going to the people and speaking with the people and like involving the community that we are solving the problem right. for within the process. Like so we I don't, did in GPC, mm, right? Yeah. So I don't think it's really like design's fault. I don't think design is part of the problem. I think. If anything, it's like how we approach it as part. It's of almost the like to, design to is its own system. Like design as like the standards that have been established through time by generally a limited audience, mm. generally white men. <laughs> Nothing against white men, but like the history of design and what we a lot of the things were taught was mm. established by a very small group and was not accessible to a larger sure. a larger group. Yeah. Yeah. Design. We talk about it all the time. It's like our life sometimes. I feel like we're all getting a good separation this year from school and life. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Did we ever rank the fast food? (laughs) I know. We lost track fast food. Okay. Let's, um. What about film? You just Oh, yeah. What about film? Okay. What was the last, like, really good film? Okay. No. Okay. What was the last film you saw that you, that you really liked a lot? And why? It's so bad. I haven't watched a movie in so long. I feel like, oh, Soul, Disney Soul. Pixar Soul. I haven't seen it. <gasps> Samuel, have, we have I'm to sorry. watch that. Yes, it's. <laughs> I can't spoil it. Like it's so. Yeah, you can't. It's so profound in such a simple way, and it's a lot more like mature than I feel like. I mean, Pixar films. I like. I hate when people like say kids films are kids films because like that's so rude to like the people that make them and the stories behind yeah, them. I don't, yeah. Because like Pixar is like Pixar is awesome. It's for all ages, yeah. and like this one especially, like it felt very mature for them. Okay, rank your Pixar movies. <laughs> rank my Pixar up yeah. number one. Up, up, really? up is one of it. my favorite. Are I'm, you serious? Yeah. <gasps> we have to have a movie marathon. Yeah. Up is one of like my favorite films of all time. Like beyond just Pixar, like it's yeah. so good. Is it Pixar or is it? Yeah, it's Pixar. It's Brad Bird. Okay. He did a lot of like the good ones. Up, I love Ratatouille. 
I also haven't seen it. I watched Ratatouille recently. Have you seen any Pixar yes, films? Yeah, I have. Go on and I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. Wait, there's a lot of them. So, Up. Yeah. I no. used to think I wanted to work for I have Pixar. Not seen it. I applied to them this summer and got really? rejected. Yeah. Aww. Well, you applied. Yeah, that's Good all for that you. matters. Yeah. Um, okay, Up, Toy Story 3. I haven't seen any of the Toy Story. <laughs> um, Am I even Ratatouille? No. Oh my God. <laughs> Monsters Inc. No. Are you getting to the good ones that I've seen? The good, these are all really good films. Oh, Absolutely. Inside Out is yes, amazing. Yes, Okay, you'd one. love Soul I'd love if you liked it. Inside Out. I'd love it. I can't I love believe. It, yeah. Have you seen Wally? No. <clears throat> Wally's pretty good. Cars is okay, but I'm not a huge car fan, so still a cool concept. I think I saw it when I was a kid. Monsters University. No, I don't. I, I, which one have I seen? What are other? What? What's Brave. the other? What is that about? Um, she has red hair and she's from Scotland, and it's like her mom turns into a bear. No, I've Finding no. Nemo. I have seen. Okay, that. Finding Nemo's classic. Is that Disney? No, it's Pixar. Oh, it is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Samuel. I'm really not well versed in like in like animated films. In animated films? Because so that's I a perfect place to start. All of them are great. I didn't watch anything when I was little. Like we didn't have cable or anything. Really? So I didn't watch anything. So like no. I kind of grew up okay, when I got into film. We have to make film, you a new Disney fan then. I guess so. Yeah, I don't think I would I'm such a, a hypocrite person. too because I like a yeah, rail against like corporate America yeah, but I love you. Disney. Disney owns everything. I know, Disney owns like everything. Yeah, they're going to rule us. Yeah, take me to Disneyland I become four again. Like it's my favorite place ever. I'm like a child. Speaking of Disneyland, have you watched um, uh, oh shoot, what is it called? The Florida Project? Oh, I haven't. Or what I, is it called? I have that on is my that list on Netflix. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's a film, so right? It's so good, yes. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. a mother and daughter? Mm-hmm. I've yeah. seen the trailer. I haven't watched it yet. It's been on my list it's for a while. With Willem Dafoe. He's like the... Do you know who he is? He's, he's in so. The Lighthouse, the old guy. Oh, I need to see The Lighthouse. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. You're a little bit... Are you a bit of a snob when it comes to films? I mean, my family calls me a snob because me yeah. and my sister only go to critically... Like, we want it to yeah. be critically acclaimed. I mean, I watch my good fair share mm-hmm. of like garbage, yeah. like rom-coms or like, I know like Pirates of the Caribbean got terrible reviews, mm-hmm. but I loved it as a kid growing up and I still like watching it. I don't but, think of myself like that. I, I mean, some people might say that I, if you ask like Ben Marie, maybe that would say that I am, but, um, like I have a lot, of, I, I like movies that are like not critically acclaimed, you know, right. I like, I Recognize that certain movies, not every movie is supposed to be this like uh, masterpiece. Masterpiece, yeah. like it, 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 if it's good for what it is, then then I can appreciate right. that. Like, there's a lot of guilty pleasures that I like. Like, like, um, I mean, when I got into movies, like Jackie Chan was the thing. I probably watched like all the martial arts movies before I even moved on to like American Hollywood movies. Very um, cool. And like a lot of them, I wouldn't call them good films. Like a lot of like Jackie Chan's old movies, they're super cliche and like action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like a lot of fighting, and but I love it. You know, it's for what it is. It's just right. really good. And I think also a film doesn't have to be amazing. It's just it has to be like self-aware and yeah. what it is trying to do. If like, that makes sense. I feel like when you watch a superhero movie, you can't expect it to be more than it is. You can't expect it to be movie. the Godfather. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not supposed to be like some dialogue driven. Yeah. It's supposed to be about superheroes yeah. and superhero tropes. And there are certain tropes that like can't be avoided in yeah. films. And there's always like the hero, anti-hero, yeah. whatever. But then some film, like some superhero movies do it a lot better than others. You yeah, know, like, like if you look Joker. at... Yeah, yeah. Dark Knight. Yes. That whole trilogy is so it's, good. I mean, it's so much more than a superhero movie. It is. It's... Uh, I mean, and the second one is not even about Batman. It's about 
Heath Ledger's version of the yeah. Joker. Yeah. And like people and how diabolical and like. Yeah. I think the scene too that I always bring up is the one on the boat. So good. Where there's the With, boat of prisoners. Yes. And it's just this plays so into like this idea of like who values life and mm. when humans become disposable because like just because they committed a crime doesn't mean they're not human anymore. And Absolutely. that moral dilemma that they both wouldn't blow each other up. Yes. Like what a testament to like the goodness of humanity when you're in like a crisis with this evil Joker man. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's yeah, and that scene there's like the biggest dude in like the prisoner ship. Yeah. And he's like he's like, Give me that uh trigger or whatever. And he throws it And out. you're like, he's gonna blow it up. Like yeah. the first time you watch it, but he he just throws it out yeah. and like, Oh, spoiler. But I guess if you haven't seen Dark Knight, yeah. who are you? Where have you been? Yeah. Under a rock. <laughs> really? Or like the third movie, like another spoiler, when you think Batman dies. Like I just remember my dad like cr- almost crying and he like yeah. looks at me the, he's like, They did not just kill <laughs> the Batman. The Batman. <laughs> the Batman. Christian Bale. I cry through everything, so I definitely cry when I thought Batman nice. died. <laughs> of course I do. I do. <laughs> There's certain films though that like make me like the only film I've ever sobbed through is Marley and Me mm-hmm. because we had a dog named Marley and I can't watch that movie without it's sobbing. Close. It's close too to close home. to home. Yeah. And it's just when dogs die, man. Something about dogs. I ha- yeah. always had this thing with like little children movies. Like if something happens to little kids. Yeah. I'm not I don't get really emotional during movies, but like if there's something with a little kid, I'm always like just don't hurt the little kid. You How know? did you watch The Witch then? <laughs> well, <laughs> Or like, That's a good point. <laughs> in Game of Thrones, there's that scene with the White Walkers and a baby. Do you remember that? I guess maybe. I guess maybe I make a distinction with babies and little kids. Like babies, just babies, and then there's like, they just become human when they're like one <laughs> they're or two. Still you know, what I'm human saying? when they're a little baby. I don't but know, it's man. Still like, Are they? They're, yeah, they're, they're little, just... <laughs> little little babies. They're so yeah. cute. They grow so fast. They become cute, like at a certain after yeah. a couple. Or, weeks. Okay, are you one of those guys that thinks like babies when they're like first born, like they're just not cute? Like they look like little aliens. I mean, don't they? I mean, but they're still cute. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that I doesn't think, seem convincing, Samuel. <laughs> I think if it's yours, you know, you're gonna. Yeah, you're gonna find. <laughs> but it's more of an emotional attachment. <laughs> Sometimes you look at someone's baby and you're like, "That's just a goofy looking like baby." That's just ugly, you know. Like, <laughs> I was gonna go to ugly. <laughs> objectively, I'm gonna cut this out. Yeah. <sighs> no, but like my sister, she has a baby, and it's it's really cute. It's it's a pretty baby, but it's also a couple of weeks old now. You know, a couple Aww. months. So it's not, yeah. it's not a, it's not a worm anymore. It's like serotonin when I see a baby. Mm, yeah. I was always like, I don't want kids. And then like I worked at a daycare and then I see a baby mm-hmm. and then like this one child at my daycare, I wasn't even her teacher. She was like three and she'd run up to me. Like when she'd see me, she'd just run to me and give me the biggest hug. And then we'd sit and sing Frozen uh-huh. together. Like it melts your heart yeah. no matter how annoying yeah. they can be. Like that's what I'm like, oh man, maybe I do want kids someday. I was always like, no, no children. And then I love kids. Like, I love teaching them. I love being around them. Yeah. They're precious. You can learn from them. I feel like kid, I feel like little kids, they have, like, the potential to be the sweetest people in the world and also the most evil. <laughs> no, they are so... Do you know what I mean? Like, one student, because I have short hair, and I got my hair cut in the summer, and he was just straight up like, Miss Maddie, you look like a boy. Oh, you know, like, they're so yeah. savage. Like, they have no filter. But like, that's kind of precious. It is kind I, of I precious. Think- Cause yeah. like the world hasn't like squished things out of them yet. Like yes. I see in my children at like daycare, like I was five to 12 mm-hmm. and like clicks don't start until they start getting older. Like mm. the way they treat each other yeah. was like, kids can be mean to each other when they're little. They just are, they'll hit each other. Like one kid threw a water bottle and it hit another kid <laughs> in the head. Kid had to get stitches. Like, wow. um, yeah, not great. You turn your head for two seconds and like they do something. Yeah. 
But like they start when they start getting older is when they start getting self-conscious mm-hmm. when they start getting judgmental of themselves and other people. Yeah. Cuz they just they they start to get in, like impressionable, you know? Yeah. When a little kid is just like so does what it wants. Yes. And it's yeah. honest. Yeah. There's well, something beautiful about that. Yeah. Look at this amazing segue. I think talking about little kids, okay, and about how they're honest, I think that's one of the issues that I have with like um with like a lot of progressive politics. It's like I feel like Okay, how do I word this without getting canceled? I think... <laughs> yeah, I don't want you to get canceled. <laughs> yeah. I hate cancel culture. That's Good. a problem. Good, look at On you. On both sides, right and left Absolutely. people are yeah. crazy. But I think, and correct me if you're seeing this differently, I think the sort of leftist, like progressive politics has more of a problem with like language, with like policing language, yeah. with like free speech. Um, and I'm not an expert on this, but I, I, I think a couple years ago, a couple decades ago, it, it used to be that like super... Evangelical Christians used to be kind of the free speech police. You couldn't like say certain things. Um, you couldn't make certain jokes. And I think now it has evolved to where, like, conservative free speech is almost a conservative talking point at this in this it's, time. It's weird though because it's, it's selective free speech for them. Yeah, I yeah I can agree with that. Which is probably selective free speech for liberals. I always like yeah. to say like this is a weird example and. I do not condone the Ku Klux Klan. I, Good. I yeah. hate the Ku Klux Klan, right? <laughs> yeah. But the ACLU is an example of an organization. Like, basically, they seem like a very progressive organization because they are, have made a lot of landmark cases. But an example of them being fair and unbiased is they represented the Ku Klux Klan in court as their right to free, peaceful protests. Because no matter how much we hate yeah. the Ku Klux Klan and what they yeah. stand for, because it's atrocious and disgusting and Absolutely. they're racist AF, like, they're allowed to peacefully go out in the streets yeah. and say those things i mean if they face the consequences like in a private workforce and they get fired for it for being a racist like that's on you like you can say what you want in america but that doesn't mean you're not going to get in trouble for it yeah i i absolutely agree with it i think ricky gervais said this thing on twitter um you know ricky gervais that comedian british guy he invented the office he's like like that comedian that's super offensive and he gets canceled all the time but he doesn't care because he's above that anyway is you a white man does it matter? Yeah, it kind of does. Okay. Anyway, he said, um, <laughs> he said, like, if you, what did he say? Wait, let me actually. I'm not gonna get, mess this up. Okay, like, I can't be mean to like white men, but like, when someone within a community tells you something is incredibly offensive, you probably shouldn't say it, especially if you're not a part of that community. I think that's just being a decent human, but we'll, I mean, you we'll can into, say it, but like, we'll get into that. Actually, that's interesting. Okay, I'm gonna read this quote of his. He said, um, it's common not to mistake defending someone's right to say things with agreeing with those things. If you don't support free speech for people who you disagree with, then you don't support free speech, period. And remember, it's, it's your right to not listen uh, and to even say things back. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I think fair. that's so profound. That's kind of like, like what the ACLU did with the Klan, right? We hate what they stand for. Yeah. But. It's also the, this concept of like, if you police speech and if you're not for free speech, um, you give power to someone else to control your speech, and it's like, problematic. Yeah, the pendulum will like swing back. Somebody else will be in control, and they'll probably then not be on your side and police you. Yeah. And it's like, the who do you, you want to give the power one person's to? Right away, absolutely, it'll start infringing on your yeah. own. Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. Anyway, back to the thing you said about um, when someone within a community. Yes. Okay, I. 
I kind of, I want, I mean, I want to agree with that. And I, right. I to a certain degree, <laughs> I do. And I think usually I'm like a pretty nice person. And I try not to offend people. Yeah, I don't think you offend um, people very often. I mean, right. we all offend people sometimes. Sure. But right? like, things I'm saying right now are going to offend people. But I think that's not really a problem. I think, I think like if you're going to be honest, you're like you said, you're always going to offend someone. But I think that shouldn't be the metric with which you kind of measure what you should or shouldn't say. Like there are certain things that you shouldn't say, um, like certain words, just because. Yeah, I don't even know why, but just because language holds power. Yeah, right. But I, I guess like my question is, where do we where do we draw the line? Number one. And then number two is like, who draws the line? Right. It kind of changes and flows, right? With time. Yeah. Like language is flexible. That's true. But I think too, it's like the history of it, right? It's kind of like with symbols. Like, like we're obviously not going to use a swastika like ever. I keep bringing up white supremacy. We yeah, yeah. do not condone white supremacy in this space at all. <laughs> but like, for example, that was like originally, like, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but it was like a Celtic knot or, or it was from some culture. Mm -hmm. It was meant to be peaceful. But it was completely yeah. changed by like I think an it was evil part group. of like Buddhism or something. Yeah, it was completely changed yeah. by like a pretty like evil group of people. Mm -hmm. So it's like language kind of has that same power. Yeah. Like it doesn't yeah. matter if like, for example, the word gay like used to mean happy. That doesn't yes. matter because now it's turned into a slur and people use it actively as a slur. And slurs are used to then eventually oppress people. Like I feel like it's the idea of like if you're saying these things you may likely have prejudice towards people and then that prejudice or whatever form of oppression it is, it will, like, can lead to like literal action and like who you vote for and what you stand for. So then it's affecting actual people. Okay. I, and I think language can cause harm. Yeah, it can. But like if, okay, for instance, the word gay, like, um, mm -hmm. Isn't it just like a descriptive word either? Like if someone says... Oh, like if you're... Yeah, right. if you're gay, like that's different. So that's not offensive. But, but if when it's it, like... What if I say he is gay just as a descriptor? Is that, like that's that be not offensive? offensive. What, when is it offensive? It's offensive when it's used as an insult. Okay, okay. Like, you know, like... That's I generally gay. associated that like in high school, you'd hear a lot of groups of guys like, oh, you're gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like for what you're wearing or like... <laughs> and generally too, Josie read this interesting study about how when men mm -hmm. use like in this woman like looked at like hundreds of boys in like um high school age groups mm -hmm. like across america i think it might have been across countries i don't know but i have to find it and she was talking about how they were talking about like the f slur in the gay community i'm not gonna say it and then like that's gay and other things that people say and how men don't associate it with like actually being homosexual, but it's associated with femininity. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's an insult, which is an interesting semiotic practice, which is like, oh, then what's the problem with femininity? And it's like, see, it's like all these layers like that actually go behind yeah. the way we talk. It's not like something we're born with. It's, it's systems at play. It's really interesting. It is really interesting. I agree. Yeah. I just, my, my thing is like, I don't like, I don't like when, Kind of people make these decisions of like, okay, you can't say this thing anymore. And obviously, for some reason, I then also agree that you can't say certain things anymore, <laughs> which is like hypocritical for me. But That's it's hard. like, um, it's not simple at all. It's it's really not simple, and I hate when people make it out to be simple. Yeah, when it, they're like, nothing's black and white. It's not it, a dichotomy. Yeah.